the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former Vice President Mike Pence has pulled the plug, ending his 2024 presidential bid. After struggling to raise money and gain traction in the polls, Pence announced the suspension of his White House campaign effective immediately. Speaking at the Republican Jewish Coalition Conference in Las Vegas, the former vice president said he arrived at the decision after much prayer and deliberation. Pence had hoped his devout Christian faith and traditional conservative values would especially resonate with Iowa voters who will cast the first ballots early next year. But even in Iowa, Pence struggled. Greg Clugston, Washington. About two in three Americans say their household expenses have risen over the last year, but only one in four say their income went up at all. That's according to a new AP NORC poll, household expenses outpacing earnings. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager isn't sure he recognizes his country. University of Chicago reports that 30 million Americans believe violence is justified to keep Trump from the presidency. It's one out of every ten of my fellow Americans. To think that I I share this country with such people is difficult. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this Sunday afternoon here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Get ready. You're moments away from the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson. But first, a quick look at your weather forecast for this Sunday. From the Genovations Regen Weather Center, partly sunny skies, high around 36 degrees today into your evening hours, low around 24 with clear skies for the evening and overnight hours. Into Monday, mostly sunny, high in the mid-30s. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Good to be back with you today in the uh, Patriot Bunker. An awful lot to get to on today's broadcast. So, uh, I suppose we will get right into it. And again, if you are listening to this podcast, because, of course, you're probably watching the Vikings taking on the hated Packers, uh, we welcome you to listen as well. We we appreciate however you choose to tune in. Thank you so much. And, hey, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, by the way, that we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you can see the live stream of our broadcast up and running. And feel free to leave us a comment or a question there or a hello. Uh, whatever you so desire, thanks for tuning in. Well, it's not surprising that each and every week since the Hamas attack on Israelis, which was three weeks ago yesterday, that we've had some storyline talking about the carnage, the aftermath, the war that is raging. I mean, we're seeing 
uh, news stories now where the Israeli military is escalating their ground assault in order to take out Hamas. And last week we talked a lot about how uh, misinformation being driven by media outlets like CNN and the New York Times uh, saying that there was a hospital that blew up thanks to an Israeli bomb, which turned out to be complete bullpucky. And uh, it shows you the perils of rushing to be first for a news story instead of accurate. But I, I think we're giving the media too much credit there. I don't think they were striving to be first as much as it is, oh, hey, here's a chanting point that could make Israel look bad. Well, that certainly fits within our audience's preferred narrative. Let's run with that. Again, it's this narrative journalism that has really permeated over really the past decade, but probably has been going on longer than that, but I think it's really been amped up uh, over the past decade or two. Well, today I'm going to try to, I'm going to kind of take a different focus and talk about what's happening uh, here in America. And certainly the virulent anti-Semitism has been ramped up. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm sadly not surprised that there has been a show of anti-Semitism. I mean, we've seen it far more than I'd care to, uh, to point out, but it's a reality. And I hate to think people still have those sentiments in their minds and hearts, just like I hate that people still have, uh, blatant racism still in their minds and hearts, but we've seen it, sadly, on display in, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in some areas. But the attack on Israel, for, for whatever reason, has emboldened people to be more open with their anti-Semitism, and it's, and it's demoralizing. I, I can't lie. But all that having been said, the, the thing that, that's worrisome is whenever there's some sort of national conflict or war, whether America is involved or not, it seems like government has a tendency to use it as a cudgel to enact their authoritarian tendencies. And I, I've, I've made no secret on this show. I like Governor Ron DeSantis out of Florida. I do. Were he to be the Republican nominee for president next year, I would I, I've said from day one I enthusiastically support him. In fact, I felt for a long time that he's had the best chance to be uh, the alternative to Trump. Trump's kind of the de facto incumbent, even though he lost in 2020. Uh, the fact is he's been the most recent Republican president, and the fact that he's running again, he's you know kind of the de facto incumbent, at least if you're to believe the polls, his numbers would, would sort of reflect that. Well, I say that to say that uh, Ron DeSantis still enacting his duties of governor of Florida, and, and the things I've been saying is he showing the competent governance, whether it's his response to national disasters down in Florida, particularly the most recent hurricane, or the fact that he worked to get Floridian residents rescued from Israel because, you know, there are a lot of Americans stuck in Israel, and, and Governor DeSantis had uh had a policy. There was a uh, executive order based on some policy that was passed in Florida that allowed him to go into Israel and bring home Floridians, showing leadership. But as uh, Robbie Suave uh, writes at Reason.com, this uh, latest action by the governor has left a lot of uh, civil libertarians like myself wanting. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a candidate for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination, has ordered a pro-Palestinian student groups at Florida universities to shut themselves down. While the stated rationale is that these activists are providing material support for terrorism, the governor's order is a direct violation of free speech principles as well as the First Amendment. State University System of Florida Chancellor Raymond Rodriguez announced the order on Tuesday, citing the on-campus activism of National Students for Justice in Palestine, SJP, a student group that is active at both the University of Florida and the University of Southern Florida. 
Based on National SGP's support of terrorism in consultation with Governor DeSantis, the student chapters must be deactivated, wrote Rodriguez. These two student chapters may form another organization that complies with Florida state statutes and university policies. The chancellor did not immediately respond to a request for comment. In his written order, he explains the National SJP circulated a toolkit that expresses solidarity with Operation Al-Aqsa Flood, another name for the series of brutal terrorist attacks committed by Hamas against Israeli citizens on October 7. In the state's view, this is ample evidence that the students are knowingly providing material support to Hamas. The toolkit is indeed vile. Its authors celebrate the slaughter of innocent Israeli civilians as a, quote, historic win for Palestinian resistance, close quote. Anyone who disagrees with the activists is free to criticize them, organize protests against them, and form student groups that seek to counter their aims. No one has the right to shut them down, however. And he's exactly right. Look, I, it's, it's despicable that you have people who can't be intellectually consistent. I, I, I concur that there are Palestinian residents who want no part of this bloody conflict and unfortunately are innocent bystanders in this war. And Hamas is obviously complicit in that because Israel, before staging their air offensive, basically gave warning to people living in that region, hey, get out of Dodge because we know Hamas is there. We're going to root them out. And anybody who tried to leave that area, they were threatened by Hamas Hamas faction themselves and thus had to stay there. Because Hamas obviously wants the propaganda win, because then when Israel commits the air offensive and innocent Palestinians are killed, Hamas say, well, look at these Palestinians that uh, Israel is taking out. It's just more of their their, uh, goal to wipe out the Palestinian state, yet we're the terrorists? Okay, it's, a, it's all about a propaganda war. And if you can't see that, you're not paying attention, not paying close enough attention. And I think that's what these factions are counting on. But, again, unless they're actually providing physical assistance or arms to Hamas, I don't really see how this is anything other than a violation of the First Amendment and, and horribly disappointed in, in Governor DeSantis. And I've, I've been saying this when, when the left does it, you know, particularly when the left tries to object to conservative speech. I talked about, you know, when conservative speakers go to campus, they should be fully protected from violent mobs who seek to cause damage and even physically threaten them. And... The one thing I have said when these people go absolute loony over conservative speakers on college campuses is, well, if you don't like what these speakers are saying, give a credible retort to what they're saying. So I've been intellectually consistent on this, and and, and I 100% agree with Robbie Sovey, who wrote this piece at Reason.com. You know, if you conservatives who claim to oppose censorship on college campuses— you know, and call it and call it out whenever right-leaning students and faculty are victims and left-wing activists are the aggressors. Sorry, you're engaged in obvious hypocrisy if you don't criticize DeSantis for this. So the answer to bad speech is more speech. It is not state action. And he's 100% right. And again, it, it pains me to say this because I like, I like Ron DeSantis and, and, and have been a enthusiastic supporter for him possibly getting the nomination again. I, I've, I've been very clear. I, I'm willing to vote for any Republican who's the nominee, with the exception of Donald J. Trump. And I don't feel I need to say, why well, I won't vote for Vivek, Ram, Vivek Ramaswamy either, because he's not going to be the nominee. So I don't feel like I need to say that I won't vote for him. But if by some minor miracle he is, I ain't voting for him either. That's a whole other story entirely. So th- this is, I, I think this is, going to be an issue going forward people are allowed to say despicable disgusting things like it's a good thing that hamas is engaging in israeli genocide they they are they are absolutely have a right to say it is it abhorrent yeah is it vile disgusting no question about it 
And so the retort, again, is to defeat bad speech with more speech. This is something that I've been, again, I've been saying a lot, particularly when there's been threats of violence on campus. When Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett came to visit the University of Minnesota a couple weeks ago, you know, there was a group of protesters that, you know, protested her presence there, which was their right to do until they tried to shout her down and shout down her free speech. Then they were removed from the auditorium. So that's a way to do it. But the way in to basically hit back at these universities who are engaging in this kind of objectionable speech, like I said, is not state authoritarianism or via the state, but another way. Yeah, it's hap- that's in motion, and we'll uh, definitely talk about a more viable option when we come back. And be available to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org. You want to feel important? You want to be a part of something bigger? Something that matters and can help change things? You want to feel like you belong? Well, we felt that way too. I'm First Lieutenant Brandon Beatinger from Champlain, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to retirement watch you'll get three months of bob carlson's retirement watch newsletter you'll also get bob's five model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid cashing in on congress's three hundred fifty thousand dollar retirement shocker plus two more free reports and an exclusive conference call with bob carlson answering your retirement questions the newsletter free reports the conference call all for just 1995 sign up today at your retirementwatch.com YourRetirementWatch.com. That's YourRetirementWatch.com. How would you like to get high-speed Internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast Internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your Internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast Internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it, and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. That's 800-846-2124. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone, call 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. 
You can also check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. And as always, our good friend Wild Wilson from the uh, great state of Texas checking in, saying hello. Well, hello back, Wild. Thanks, as always, for uh, checking us out, leaving a comment. Very kind of you, as always. Continuing with our discussion of uh, protests of uh, pro, I mean, let's call them what they are, pro-Hamas protests on college campuses, or not, maybe not so much pro-Hamas, but anti-Israel and celebrating the, uh, the deaths of Israelis and being down with Israeli genocide, as disgusting and as vile and as sickening as that is, and to comprehend they have a right to say it. I, I, you know, I, I mean, again, Nikki Haley, it doesn't have her hands clean in this either because she came out and said, okay, any universities who sanction this or allow this going on, you know, we will we'll look to uh, remove any kind of uh, uh, federal funding when I'm president. And again, it's one thing if you want the federal government to completely get out of uh, the, the uh, education business, particularly the student loan business. Okay, fine. You want the federal government to be out of the education business? Hey, that's great. But but to, to say that you just want it out of certain colleges, to target certain colleges because you find their speech objectionable, again, that, that that's a First Amendment violation. And the fact we have two of the leading Trump alternatives in Governors Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley basically coming out and expressing support for anti-First Amendment actions is uh, horribly disappointing. Okay, I mean, that there's there is a different way. There is a more effective way. And quite simply, it's hitting these people in the pocketbook. Uh, Leon Cooperman, who is a Columbia University alum, uh, basically come out and is saying that very thing. And this is from The New York Post. Hedge fund billionaire Leon Cooperman has vowed to stop donating to Columbia University over its response to the war in Israel as he slams students protesting the Jewish state as having <clears throat> crap for brains. And no, he did not say crap. Cooperman, who is of Polish-Jewish descent, was asked in an interview with Fox Business's Liz Clayman Wednesday about his thoughts on the student protests at his alma mater, as well as similar demonstrations at other Ivy League universities. I think these kids at the colleges have S-word for brains, he replied bluntly. We have one reliable ally in the Middle East. That's Israel. We only have one democracy in the Middle East. That's Israel, okay? And we have one economy tolerant of different people, gays, lesbians, etc., and that's Israel, the 80-year-old chairman and CEO of Omega Advisors, a New York-based investment firm, with over $3.3 billion in assets, continued. So I have no idea what these young kids are doing. And Oh, that's, that, that's an excellent point. I want to bounce off that, where he talks about Israel, I mean, one democracy in the Middle East being Israel and uh, the one economy tolerant of different people, i.e. gays and lesbians. Have you seen those signs out there, queers for Palestine? Uh, who wants to tell them? Those college students out there with the Queers for Palestine signs. Anyone want to break the news to them? Because here's a little newsflash. They ain't for you. They will not be in support of you. They would not stand in solidarity of you if you are under, if you were under one one millionth of the oppression you claim you're under in this country. It's just amazing to me, the knee-jerk reaction. It's like the, the LGBTQ plus IA2S, whatever other things they added onto it now. It's amazing to me how they want to co-opt every movement. And this just is steeped in utter ignorance. Okay? And to be honest, I can't really get mad at the kids. Because this is the, the, the spoon-fed pablum they're getting in the classroom. So this is this is how, this is the way, this is the way because colleges, a lot of these colleges, these major universities, yeah, you know, uh, they, they they're beneficiaries of the the corrupt student loan business, okay, where where the federal government vows to 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 back these student loans, to, and so then there's no 
incentive for universities to cut back on tuition because they know that the tuition will be paid for essentially by by the federal government and and if the, and if these students default on these loans no big deal it's backed by the federal government so what incentive do universities have to cut tuition costs which are w- are way outpaced inflation and what incentives one incentive is there for interest rates for these loans to come down because again they're going to they're going to be back they're basically they're guaranteed to be paid back by the feds you're welcome. I'm a taxpayer. You're welcome. So that's a that's a different story entirely. But this this is this is definitely the way. When you have these wealthy donors that consistently donate to these universities and they threatening to hold back uh their uh, contributions I this this is definitely this is definitely going to get their attention. Uh, Stephen Cruiser also wrote about this at pjmedia.com. You know, he uh, cited a piece at the Wall Street Journal about how retail billionaire uh, Leslie Wexner's foundation said it would cut financial ties with Harvard and end a program it funded at the school for Israelis. Uh, Wexner said Wexner and his wife have donated more than $42 million uh, to the Cambridge, Massachusetts uh, University. And Stephen Cruiser says uh, $42 million is a lot of money, even in Harvard dollars. Uh, some might ask if this will really bring about any positive change in the long run. That's predi- impossible to predict, of course. The bully needs to take a few on the chin if he's even going to think about leaving you alone, though. Those in upper management at America's universities are obsessed with finances and fundraising. For a long time, they've been well-oiled machines when it comes to bloating their institution's bank accounts. When big, regular donors slam their checkbooks shut, it's a cause for overwhelming concern, if not outright panic. We continue to see backlash against people who have long gotten away with ignorant, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic worldviews. Those in academia had reason to feel more shielded from criticism than other inherently anti-Semitic groups. They've been getting rich off their hatred for decades, after all. If it can't be ended altogether, let's hope that dangerous grift will at least be weakened now. And he's exactly right. There, there's, there's definitely this option. And, of course, uh, Ed Morrissey, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, uh, talked about this at Hot Air. Another way is to end the student loan programs. I kind of alluded to that a little bit at the beginning of the segment. I'll just read a quick blurb of this, and we need to take a break. Uh, We need to end the Pell Grants and every scholarship from the federal government, even the ones uh, for left-handed Laplanders with Lyme disease. We need to end the transmission of every federal dollar into the bloated, corrupt academia as it exists now and has existed over the last several decades. Its main product has become a blizzard of non-performing administrators and crops of moral idiots, the latter of whom emerge with crippling lifetime debt and nihilist fantasies that many of them will never never outgrow. To put it another way, that might appeal to our progressive partners, we need to defund the fleece. So, yeah, when Nikki Haley talks about targeting universities specifically for speech that she finds objectionable, that's not the way. But an overarching program, movement, whatever you want to call it, of getting the federal government completely out of education? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that made sense even before all this took place. Again, I and I mentioned the, the debacle with the student loans. That that made sense even back then. So to wrap up Ed's piece, uh the um defunding the fleece, as he calls it. I like that. That's that's genius. Uh this violates no rights. It doesn't dictate speech codes to speech codes to college campuses, another point on which conservatives should know better than to impose. Not a single thing will change except that we will finally kick the financial struts out from underneath a persistent parasite that has finally come close to achieving its goal of killing its host. So, yeah, there is definitely a better way and, let's face it, a more legalistic constitutional way of preventing these colleges from engaging this. And and if they want to continue to engage in in it, fine. Uh, It's just these private donors 
whom a lot of these elite universities count on can find, can just say no more, no more. And that's, that is what's happening. There is a movement where that is starting to happen. You know, whether, whether, where uh, your uh, dollars, private dollars take a walk away. So, uh, kudos to these uh, folks who are uh, waking up to this realization. Um, better late than never, I guess. I guess we'll go with that. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's hashtag NARN show. Or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. To go nowhere. My dad has a cold, but also has high blood pressure. That's why I got him Vicks Dayquil High Blood Pressure for max strength daytime relief. Unlike some ordinary cold medicines, it's specially formulated for people like my dad. Dayquil High Blood Pressure is sugar-free, alcohol-free, and decongestant-free. Vicks Dayquil High Blood Pressure. The daytime, non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, cold and flu for people with high blood pressure. Like my dad. Medicine. Use it directed. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. (laughs) The way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief. Feel the difference. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marian Kuharski, director of Pro Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Give us a like or follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, we have a live stream of our broadcast running right now at our NARN page. Yes, I am the closer, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Again, you can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. That's the King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. You can also catch my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, and these very airwaves... AM 1280, The Patriot. He's the headliner edition of the NARN. He's on Saturdays 1 to 3, followed immediately 
by the new guy, Jack Tomzak. And when we say new guy, it's two-plus years. But he's still the newest member of the NARN. Jack's on three to five Saturdays. And I am the closer, closing out weekends every Sunday, one to three, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in, your support. Low these many years. It'll be the 20th anniversary of the NARN coming up in March. Unbelievable. Uh, We appreciate your support Again, all these many years, because let's face it, were it not for you, the listeners, tuning in, providing support at different Patriot events, patronizing patronizing our sponsors, whatever the case, we wouldn't be here. I mean, that's just that's just a fact, so we can't thank you enough. Folks, I want to transition a little bit to uh, a new story that broke. Well, it's kind of been, I, I, I shouldn't say it broke, it's kind of been teased quite a bit over the past number of weeks. Uh, well, first of all, let me say that this was this was kind of a newsy week for multiple members of Minnesota's U.S. House delegation. I mean, you had Tom Emmer, of course, running for speaker. And once he became the speaker designate for the Republicans and realized he wasn't going to get 217 votes, literally within hours after Tom Emmer was the nominee for speaker, he dropped out of the race. I may get to that later. He ended up obviously not being speaker. Spoiler alert. Uh <laughs> Uh, Mike Johnson out of Louisiana was finally elected as speaker, so uh, the three weeks uh, national nightmare is over, if you want to call it that. And then, of course, Ilhan Omar, always making headlines for all the wrong reasons. She was one of 10 House members to vote against a resolution showing Americans' support for Israel. And then a third member of Minnesota's eight U.S. House members, uh, made some big news. This has been uh, teased for quite a while. There was some hints that a certain member of Minnesota's House delegation would run for president. And Friday, it was made official. This is from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Dean Phillips is running for president. If that was supposed to be a secret, the Minnesota Democrat congressman hasn't done the best job keeping it. A Dean Phillips for President van was prominently parked in Concord, New Hampshire on Thursday afternoon outside the building where Phillips will have to file for the New Hampshire presidential primary by a Friday deadline. The vehicle appeared to be the same vintage 1960s government repair truck that Phillips has driven around his congressional district for years. The calendar in the New Hampshire Secretary of State's office reviewed by the Star Tribune Thursday lists Phillips as set to file for the presidential primary on Friday morning. So this is, yeah, this has been rumored for some time. Obviously, RFK Jr. initially wanted to run for, well, he is still running for president, but when he saw that he was not going to get support for the Democrat from the Democrat Party or feel as, as though the modern-day Democrat Party doesn't reflect the Kennedy family values, which which he's right. I mean, a lot of the Kennedys uh, today have kind of lurched leftward with the party. Ted Kennedy certainly did before his untimely passing, and has continued to lurch leftward, whereas RFK Jr. insists that you know he's maintaining the vision that uh, his uncle John and his father, RFK Sr., uh, had admitted back in the 60s, you know, you, I'm not here to argue that either way, but that was RFK Jr. sentiments, so therefore he's now running as registered independent. So Dean Phillips is now running as a Democrat, which we haven't seen a Democrat with a realistic challenge. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's been in public, uh, incumbent presidents who have received challenges, but you know the challenges they receive are just so insignificant that it's never even mentioned. The only reason this is significant is Dean Phillips is a, I wouldn't say he's a household name, but he's a member of Congress. He actually holds an elected office. And he's in the midst of his third term as a congressman out of Minnesota. And I'll just read a portion of his statement. Uh, my campaign will be about four main things. Again, I'm not going to read all four, but I'll just uh Uh, Read a couple of excerpts. First and foremost, it will be about the economy. We have to make life more affordable for the middle class, which is the issue that voters care about most. We need to bring down the cost of living and make life affordable again. As part of making life more affordable, we have to celebrate success. America should be the most prosperous country in the world, and we need to be both pro-business and pro-worker to get there. Whoa, when's the last time a Democrat said anything like pro-business? Wow. 
Uh, finally, uh, and I'll just read his final point, it will be about listening to each other to get back to a less divisive political environment. There's government reform that will help with this, too. We need term limits, campaign finance reform, and things like bipartisan cabinets. I promised my daughters when Trump won in 2016 that I'd stand up and do something about it, so I ran for Congress and am now on my third term. I didn't set out to enter this race, but it looks like uh, but it looks like on our current course, the Democrats will lose and Trump will be our president again. President Biden is a good man and someone I tremendously respect. I understand why other Democrats don't want to run against him and why we are here. This is a last-minute campaign, but desperate times call for desperate measures, and courage is an important value to me. If President Biden is the Democrat nominee, we face an unacceptable risk of Trump being back in the White House. I know this campaign is a long shot, but this is why I think it is important and worth doing. As I've been listening to voters the past few weeks, I've been really heartened by the support and believe we can win both this primary and the general election. People know in their hearts that it's time for a change. We can do this together. Everyone's invited. Uh, you know, I again, if if Joe Biden is indeed the nominee in 2024, I don't really give Dean Phillips much of an opportunity uh, to be the nominee. But here's something that I was thinking about when I heard this news. What if Joe Biden doesn't make it to 2024? Now, I've I've made I've been very open about my prediction here on this broadcast that Joe Biden will not make it to 2024, and I've also get, given a caveat to that uh, prediction by saying, no, that's not a prediction. He's going to die. I'm not saying that. I'm not. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not the Grim Reaper here. Okay, saying he's going to die. All right, but he is 81, 82 years old. He'll be yeah, he'll be eighty two next year. He all he he it was it's been very clear, even in twenty twenty, when he really had nothing going on for a few years, once twenty twenty rolled around, it was very obvious that this was not the same Joe Biden that was vice president of the United States from two thousand nine until Barack Obama left office in two thousand seventeen. Very obvious it was not the same guy. And, and you could even argue you, you saw him diminish mentally and physically the last couple of years he was vice president, even, when he was in his mid-70s. But it's very, he's not up for the job of president. I mean, that much is obvious. We're seeing this constantly, where the guy's constantly on vacation, constantly taking a break, constantly calling a lid on administration activities by noon. Because he's just not up to the job of president. And now you're going to throw a campaign grind on top of his duties as president? He got away with it in 2020 because he could hide in his basement in Delaware. Because people, and, and right, rightly so, said, well, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. The guy's in his late 70s. He, he's just the poster child for comorbidities. Of course he shouldn't be out there among the public. You know, and people justified it that way. And, you know, to be fair, that was a legitimate art. You could at least make a legitimate case why he wasn't doing as much among the public because it was a global pandemic. But he can't he can't get away with that in 2024. Oh, they they sure as heck have tried. Remember hearing the rumblings of a mask mandate coming back last month? That was a preemptive strike to try to get COVID mandates back into place so they could use that as a cover for him not going out and campaigning as much. But that hasn't that hasn't caught any momentum, nor should it. So my point is, if indeed, like I predict, he cannot make it to 2024, Joe Biden that is, will Phillips have gained enough traction to be a suitable replacement? Because if he's the only other Democrat candidate running for president in 2024, he'll have already been out there in the campaign trail. He'll have already been out there raising money. In fact, you know, Dean Phillips, uh, you know, he's comes from a wealthy family business, so he's putting up, you know, some millions of his own for seed money to get the campaign going because he has the wherewithal to do that. So will he have gained enough traction if indeed Joe Biden drops out? When they when the Democrats realize we can't keep this facade up anymore, heck, Trump is it's showing that he could actually lose to Trump. 
And that's what has him in a full-fledged panic. He doesn't do well held it, uh, head-to-head against Nikki Haley or, or Ron DeSantis, Joe Biden. But against Trump, it's, it's way too close for comfort. So, yeah, it's going to get to the point where the Democrats are saying, you know what, we, we can't play weekend at Biden's anymore where we're propping him up and running him around the country like he can still do this. So that, that's what I'm wondering. Will Dean Phillips have gained enough traction by the time Joe Biden drops out in 2024, like I predict he will? Well, time will tell. But I'm also wondering, will this kind of open the floodgates for other Democrats? You know, Gavin Newsom, uh, the governor, uh, the greaseball governor out of California, you know he wants more than anything to run for president. He's going all over the country touting a new constitutional amendment banning certain kinds of uh, firearms. And it's all part of a presidential platform that he has ready to go if, indeed, Joe Biden would step aside. Well, Joe Biden hasn't stepped aside, but now he has a challenger. How formidable Dean Phillips will be is, you know, again, we'll see. But will this suddenly say, well, look, if this Dean Phillips guy's getting in, I got more name recognition than him. And Gavin Newsom also vetoing a legislation that was passed overwhelmingly by the Democrat Assembly in California. It was some sort of um, legislation that had to do with a non-custodial parent if they don't affirm their kid's gender, like if the if parents are getting a divorce and one of the parent doesn't want to acknowledge that their son wants to be a girl, that a judge can intervene and have uh, the kid not have being taken away from that parent because you're not affirming the kid's gender. You know, the California Assembly overwhelmingly passed this, and Governor uh, Governor Greaseball vetoed it. You know, because he knows that's that plays in California, but it ain't going to play nationwide. So there are little things like that that Governor Newsom is doing that tells you he's setting up for a presidential campaign, and if it can't be in 2024, definitely in 2028. Well, now, will this tempt him even further now that at least one shoe was dropped and someone like Dean Phillips got in to challenge an incumbent president. Because remember, uh, this this happened, uh, you know, uh, an incumbent president hasn't had a serious challenge since, you got to go back to 1980, when Jimmy Carter received a challenge from then-Senator Ted Kennedy out of Massachusetts. And that that ended up not working out, obviously, for Senator Kennedy. And uh, President Carter got routed in, in the general election anyway. So uh, we have definitely seen a lot of things over the past decade in politics that we have not seen ever, you know, Trump being the chief among them. So this would not shock me at all if Governor Greaseball decides to jump in the presidential race. And, man, I got the popcorn popping if indeed that were to happen. So stay tuned. I was like, hey. Uh, One final segment this hour coming up with me, Brad Carlson, the closer, AM 1280, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, your local auto glass specialist. Take the hassle out of windshield repair at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. Are you tired of going online every day and getting news meant to make you afraid and anxious? And all that meaningless celebrity gossip fighting for your attention? Want something different? Something positive? 
Make your homepage Christianity.com. Replace the bad news and fake news with the good news, the life-changing gospel truth meant to encourage your daily walk with Christ. With daily devotionals, answers to life's tough questions, and meaningful Bible study from your favorite pastors and authors on today's current events and issues, you now have a homepage that reflects your life and your faith. Don't settle for the negativity and superficiality that the rest of the Internet offers. Instead, choose a homepage that will uplift you and strengthen your faith. Join the thousands of others who have made the switch to Christianity.com and experience the difference that good news can make in your life. Don't wait any longer to make a change. Choose Christianity.com as your homepage today and embrace the positivity and inspiration that comes with the good news of Jesus Christ. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. And if there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mac, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Is me, uh, Brad Carlson, as I said, here to take your phone calls. Yeah, we got a few minutes, I guess. 651-289-4488. Don't forget to check out our uh, Twitter, hashtag NARN Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And uh, we do have our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page up and running if you'd like to leave a comment or question there as well. So I mentioned uh, there were multiple... Uh, members of the U.S. House delegation out of Minnesota who made headlines this past week. I already I talked at length about Dean Phillips' presidential run. Dean Phillips, of course, he, the uh, incumbent congressman right now in Congressional District 3. Let's go up to my neck of the woods. Uh, that would be Congressional District 6, where we have been represented by Tom Emmer since he was first elected in 2014. Of course, Tom Emmer, after both... Uh, after Kevin McCarthy was ousted as Speaker of the House, Steve Scalise became the nominee, but then dropped out before a vote was even taken because he saw too many House members had their own agenda. Jim Jordan then ran for House Speaker and after three votes decided to drop out because he lost support on each of the subsequent votes. Tom Emmer, same thing, got in, was uh, nominated, but saw he wasn't going to get to 217 and dropped out before a vote was even taken. Uh, but before... Tom Emmer was he a vote was even taken or I think just after he was uh, the nominee you had former President Trump take tooth truth social to say the following I have many wonderful friends wanting to be Speaker of the House and some are truly great warriors Rhino Tom Emmer who I do not know well is not one of them he never respected the power of a Trump endorsement or the breadth and scope of mega Make America Great Again. Oh, gee, thanks, Mr. President. I wouldn't have known what MAGA stood for unless you said it. Uh, he fought me all the way and actually spent more time defending Ilhan Omar than he did me. He is totally out of touch with Republican voters. I believe he has now learned his lesson because he is saying that he is pro-Trump all the way, but who can ever be sure? He has only changed because that's what it takes to win. The Republican Party cannot take that chance because that's not where the America First voters are. Voting for a globalist rhino like Tom Emmer would be a tragic mistake. Well, I mean, let's let's be honest. It has nothing to do with policy positions or not supporting Trump or anything like that. It's all personal with Trump. The fact of the matter is Tom Emmer was going to certify the results of the Electoral College after the 2020 election. Basically saying, no, Joe Biden won fair and square. And, of course, that immediately gets you banished from Trump world. And, you know, Trump does it what he, as, as he always does. He just makes up stories. Uh, Trump Emmer didn't all of a sudden make an about face and say, well, why? what are you talking about? I'm a pro-Trump guy. It's a lie, but that's what... That's what that's what Trump does. I mean, he gaslights. He lies. We all know it. 
Again, that doesn't make him different from a lot of politicians. I get that. But his are just so blatant that uh, it just it makes the head spin. But here's the thing. I remember vividly on election night 2016, Tom Emmer came on our Patriot broadcast. Mitch Berg and I were broadcasting from uh, Republican Party headquarters, again, election night 2016, when Donald Trump shocked the world and was elected president. And as the night was wearing on and Trump started winning these swing states uh, like Wisconsin and North Carolina and Ohio and Florida, all of a sudden, People are like, he's going to win. It became obvious as time went on that Tom Emmer, or excuse me, Donald Trump was going to win. And Tom Emmer was on the air with us. And Tom Emmer said, you know what? I just read a New York Times odds that it went from 90% chance at the beginning of the night that Hillary Clinton would be elected president to now they say it's a 95% chance Donald Trump's going to be elected president. He says, so here's the thing. There were things Trump said. He says, I can't defend the things he said, the comments that he made that are being thrown back at him. You can't defend him. But there are bigger issues. And there are issue there are ideas on issues that a president-elect Trump will have that we as Republicans can get behind. Now, I, I don't remember exactly what Tom Emmer said. I'm paraphrasing. But that's the gist of what he said. So this idea that he was anti-Trump, rhino, whatever else, is, is a complete lie. But it's amazing the evolution. I have to say, the, the evolution of, of Tom Emmer, because back in 2010, he was the alternative to the establishment. Marty Seifert had served several terms in the Minnesota House. At the time, Marty Seifert was running for governor in 2010 as a Republican nominee. To be the Republican nominee, he was the House Minority Leader. And Tom Emmer was kind of like the Tea Party candidate. And he ended up getting the nominee and almost became governor of Minnesota in 2010. And now, all of a sudden, he's this rhino globalist. Because he's won elections. It's like, wait a minute. If it's a character flaw, if it's a black mark against somebody to win elections, then why are you supporting someone to win an election? It it just doesn't make any sense to me. As my friend and colleague Mitch Berg says uh, quite often, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit, the difference between a, uh, a rebel candidate and the establishment is an election victory. So there you have it. Just uh, crazy times indeed. So, yeah, the Minnesota House delegation definitely made some headlines this past week. It was uh, kind of surreal, to be honest. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back. Mere moments. Sam 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Mike Gallagher, pro-life. Dan Coulter has a warning that by the time Republicans wake up to the reality of abortion politics, there will be no elected Republicans left. And Ann is right. Hate to break it to you, we have now lost in every single state on abortion issues since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Republican women are going to vote Democrat on this issue of abortion restrictions. And I hate it. I'm talking Republican women, not, you know, blue-haired progressive hippie women. Leave my body alone. That's what they're saying. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. This is McGruff the Crime Dog, and I need you to help me take a bite out of crime. Counterfeit products are popping up everywhere. Fake sneakers, fake cosmetics, and even fake pills. Crooks are selling counterfeit versions of just about everything. Last year, billions of dollars worth of counterfeit products were sold in the U.S. Sure, it may seem like saving a few bucks on the things you want isn't a big deal, but counterfeits are usually made in unsafe conditions, potentially using hazardous and even lethal ingredients that could harm you and others. And the money you've paid, it goes right into the hands of criminals and may support child labor, drugs, and even gangs. <sighs> Smells like big crime to me. So if you still think buying fake products is harmless, think again. And remember, if you don't know where the products came from, how could you know where the money goes? You're smart. Buy smart. Go for real. Learn more at mcgruffpsa.org. This message is brought to you by the United States Patent and Trademark Office and the National Crime Prevention Council. 
China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.